basketball with Jordan Caroline, and you listen to Pack Center. What up, Wolfpack Nation? It is the host of Pack Center, Garrett, here with my co-host Austin. Uh, Nevada is coming off two wins this week, two very key wins, one at Colorado State, and the other was sweet revenge as Nevada blew the doors off New Mexico. It didn't even look like New Mexico wanted to come out in that second half. Uh, they probably should have left to beat the snowstorm, but they didn't, and Nevada did get the win by 29 points. Uh, Nevada did fall in the rankings. We are now number seventh in the nation, so falling from six to seven, Michigan jumped us. Michigan had a good week beating number 19, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what were your thoughts on this successful week for basketball despite losing one ranking? Yeah, I think it was a great week for basketball. Um, I think we're clicking on all cylinders right now, and um, I don't think – I'm not even paying attention to the rankings. I feel like those aren't really giving us justice to how we're doing, even though we're moving back. I think our team is accelerating forward. Um, must spoke about after the New Mexico State or New Mexico game. There are some things we have to work on, but ultimately, this is a this is a team that's looking, you know, light years ahead of where we were at the beginning of the season. And uh, I think it's just the right time to be clicking. You mentioned light years ahead. I think this team. I wouldn't say from the beginning of the season because there were moments where we, we where we looked right. good. Yeah. This is definitely a team light years ahead of just five games ago when oh, we yeah. faced Air Force. We only put up twenty points in the first half. And you look at you look at this New Mexico game. We put up 51 points in uh, the first half. You look at the Colorado State game. We put up 52. So this is <laughs> we're more than doubling our halftime scores since since the Air Force game. And I think really since that Air Force second half, I think this offense has truly developed. The defense has always been there, but I think now the offense is clicking on all cylinders. Looking at that Colorado State game, Nevada did. This game was on one, last Wednesday. Nevada came away with a 98-82 win. This is the most points the Wolfpack have given up since the New Mexico loss. So it's good to see that defense has been there. Despite the 16-point point win, it was close. Uh, there were times where Colorado State got in within five. So Jordan, and this was the Jordan Caroline show. Oh yeah, and it was it was definitely interesting because our, I mean, anyone who watched the game saw that. Our offense was clicking. Our, I mean, we were shooting the lights out. I mean, Jordan Caroline couldn't miss if even if he tried, going you know six for six from the uh, three point or six from eight from the three point line. But it's like, I mean, the, this Colorado State offense kept with us pretty good, and uh, I mean, ended up scoring eighty two points. Defense could have been a little bit better, but it's it's a tough match to stop uh, Colorado State down low. But yeah, our offense, it was a fun, fun game to watch, especially fun to watch Jordan Caroline put up his 40 points. Yeah, I think our offense really, really had a great game. And honestly, like, despite Jordan Caroline putting up 40, the rest of the team kind of struggled. Like, you look at it, like, Caleb put up 25 points, but it's like the most inefficient 25 points. Right. He put 9 of 21 from the field, 1 of 9 from 3, and 6 from 9 from the free throw line. It's great that he's getting to the free throw line and making him, but this is kind of reverting back to what we've seen in the past. This is what happened early in the season, him not shooting the ball efficiently, and that's something he said he's got to work on. He played a full 40 minutes, uh, and he rolled his ankle. Right. Yeah, I I, I agree. And it was something also to look at that um, Jazz Johnson, who had 15 points, but 
he didn't even make a single three. So it was definitely interesting to see that our shooting was a little lackluster. Um, the team might have fell off or something. Um, a total for, you know, 822 from three-point line, but mo- most of those coming from Jordan Caroline. But it was just it was interesting to see how we could still score. I mean, Jazz had 15 points without a three, so there were, we were able to get to the bucket and we were able to score no matter what and uh, no matter if, you know, our offense was kind of going flat. But... Ultimately, I think it was Jordan Caroline that kept us in the game and that, you know, really, really, really put that W uh, in perspective for us. Yeah, and Jordan Caroline shot 6 of 8 from 3. He yep. shot 6 of 6 in the first half. And you think about that, 6 six of your 3s in the entire game, 6 out of 8, came in the first half by one player. Caleb, 1 of 9. Uh, Cody, 1 of 3. Treshawn Thurman, 0 of 1. Uh, Jazz, 0 of 1. So it was, like, interesting to see how... Nevada necessarily didn't settle for the three ball. They got a lot of paint touches. Uh, that's something Muss has been uh, harping on pretty much past couple weeks. Uh, but Jordan Carolyn added another double double on the season, and that and he broke the record for most double doubles in a career in the Mountain West, surpassing Andrew Bogut and Kawhi Leonard. So great for Jordan Carolyn. Yeah. He had forty points, twelve boards. But I do think Nevada did make an emphasis this game, unlike. Unlike the first matchup where they blew him out by 40 to uh, rebound the ball. Nevada did win the rebounding battle 34-31. to 31. So it's great to see, although Carvacho did grab 17 boards. Right, and I think Carvacho is on a – he should be on a different team, man. I mean, that this guy can play basketball. 17 boards, 24 points. Currently, I think he's still leading the NCAA in rebounds. I mean, this guy, he does it all. It was incredibly impressive that we – beat them in the rebounding game that was something we pointed on the show before the game is like we need to we need to rebound the ball better against these guys I mean Carvacho is just eating us up alive with the rebounds so we need to keep up with them with their rebounding totals and we did that you know beating them 34 to 31 and I think uh you know if they if they out rebound us especially from the offensive end it could have been a definitely different game um especially if Jordan Caroline doesn't go unconscious from three but I think it was definitely something good to point out is our team made it a point of emphasis and they completed that and uh, we got that w you're you're right and looking at it like nevada did hold uh colorado state to 31 percent from the field colorado state shot 56 percent from the field that's something you got to limit they made they only made five threes in the game but they were definitely killing it down low there were a couple plays in that game where i think nevada's uh paint defense was just horrible they allowed a, a couple of easy easy uh, looks in there. But then also their transition defense wasn't to the standard that we've seen it with Caleb and Cody getting all those chase down blocks. And like you saw a lot of plays where it looked like just miscommunication. Right, and I think a lot of the times we get spoiled as Pac fans. Um, we have a very, very good defense. We have a really good presence down low with uh, Trey Porter and Treshawn Thurman, uh, even Jordan Brown. Whoever's down there is kind of protecting the paint. Um, but this this Colorado State team did a great job shooting the ball, like you said, fifty six percent from the field. And I think we get kind of we get complacent as time at times, kind of saying, you know, fifty six percent from the field that we could do a lot better. But with our defense how it is on the year, usually um, that's not really an, a topic of issue. So um, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to keep coming up in the future. But definitely for this game, it was something interesting to look at because you don't really see that high field goal percentage coming from the other team a lot. Yeah, no, and Nevada did a very good job as it's done for most of the year this year controlling the ball. 
only turning the ball over five times. And this was an interesting game because both teams combined to turn the ball over 14 times. 15, actually, my bad. Or 14, whatever. I can't do math. But Nevada turned the ball over five times. Yeah, no. So it was good to see that Nevada really, really, this is something Moss has harped on all year, all, all his career at Nevada, yeah. just not turning the ball over. And it was good to see that Nevada um, was able to uh, not turn the ball over, keep it, get more possessions. But Nevada did a very good job on the defensive end, not necessarily getting steals, but getting seven blocks on – nope, that was – getting uh, four blocks and five steals yeah. on the game. I was looking at Colorado State. They they got a ton of blocks. But I, I do think Nevada is going to have to look at this and then look how to, like, stop, like, the big post defenders because – that's something that I think other teams see, and then that might be a weakness in in this Nevada defense, which has been, for the most part, the best defense in the conference. Right, and I I, I completely agree. I mean, down low, we we have such good skilled players that um that play defense very well in Trey Porter and Treshawn Thurman and Jordan Brown. But like like you said, when we get one really really good elite um, big man down there, like Carvacho is, um. You know, can are we going to be able to stop them? Are we going to be able to play our style of defense and and shut them down low? So it's definitely something um, to look at because you know Carvacho had his way with us, but you know, like we've been seeing all year, we've done enough to um, handily beat this team. Yeah, and it's interesting because you look at Trayshawn has restricted minutes, uh, and it it seems like Musk doesn't like to use Jordan Brown. It doesn't seem like he likes that two big man look. And it, he often refers to running Trayshawn at the five, and even then running Jordan at the five, which is, which is what we saw last year. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think with Jordan Brown, it's just he's just so young, and I think there's just such a short leash with him that you know if he does one or two things wrong, you see, you'll see Must immediately go to the bench and take him out and kind of coach him up on what he did. Um, but I think Jordan Brown. A lot of people are looking for immediate, um, immediate production from him. Being that he's a McDonald's All American, five star recruit, um, a lot of people want to see immediate production out of this freshman. But I think it's just one of those guys where we're just gonna have to see him develop. And I think next year and even the year after that, if he stays with us, I think will be huge because I think he truly will develop into a a really really talented big man who will produce for Nevada. But we just have to give it time. And right now. He just runs a little short leash, and I think that's okay. Yeah, moving on to the second game of the week. Nevada did return home, uh, and they stomped the living hell out, out of New Mexico, 91-62, yep. to 62, in a game that, despite the offense scoring 91 points, was sloppy Yeah, from both sides. Yes. Nevada turned the ball over 17 times. New Mexico turned the ball over 20 times. Nevada committed 17 fouls. New Mexico committed 20. So it was sloppy on both ends of the play. Uh, the pack were led by Trey Porter, who almost put up a double-double, 20 points and nine boards. Co- uh, uh, Caleb Martin also added 20. Uh, Jordan Caroline had a, yet another double-double, 13, double, double, 13 and 13. But overall, it was good to see Nevada, Nevada's offense do well, but not necessarily to shoot, well, shoot the percentage well. Right, and I think this game was, I mean, anyone who watched knew it was, it was definitely like a run-and-gun kind of game. I mean, there was turnovers left and right, people, you know, diving for loose balls. But then at the same time, it was kind of like the refs really tried to, like, 
combat that and called every call possible. So it was a lot of fouls and it was a lot of messy um, offenses. But it, overall, it was a great game. I think there was a little bit of a revenge talk um, in Nevada's locker room because they came out explosive. I mean, every dunk, every three, there was someone clapping. There was someone stomping. Some energy was getting uh, thrown out onto the court. So it was... To me, one of the best games to watch. It was it was a really fun one. Stayed to the very end, and uh, but overall, I think we played a great game. It was definitely, definitely a sloppy one, though. Yeah, Nevada, uh, as you mentioned, dating back to the last game, uh, must have the scoreboard of the last game of Nevada's loss at New Mexico had uh, the score on the scoreboard all before the tip. But Nevada did get off to a very hot start. They got off to a twenty-five to four run. And at that point, at that 25-4 to run, it just seems like New Mexico couldn't even buy a basket. They had open looks after open looks, and it just it, shots just would not fall. But then Nevada did, did manage to score 51 points in that first half, got a big lead. But then it's just it's like weird because like we, we see these paint touches, and they played through Trey Porter, who had 20 points in 24 minutes. But then like the percentages elsewhere – weren't great. Nevada shot as a team 50% from the field. Okay, that's pretty good. But 30% from three and 70% from the free throw line. I'm sure Must isn't happy. Right. And yeah, I think I think it goes back to that first half, that free throw line. I mean, they were 64% from the free throw line. Um, in the second half, they went 28% from the three. Um, their free goal percentage was fine. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, yeah, I agree. The shooting all in all just wasn't there. Um, but we can kind of see that through how much they went through Trey Porter. I feel like, the, I mean, the emphasis was just on he was hot, give him the ball, and just let him work. Um, and it was great to see. And then I think it was just a testament of how our defense did. Again, um, first quarter, first half, holding them to 27% from the field is absolutely insane. Like you said, I think they had four points for the entire first 10 minutes. I mean, it was like, it was almost kind of in. It was hard to watch. It was hurtful to watch because you were just praying that at least one of their buckets would fall for him just because he felt so bad. Um, but it was a great game to watch, and uh, Nevada took care of business. A little bit of revenge talk, I think, going on. Yeah, but this is something that's not ne- that's not common for Nevada team. 18, 18 assists, 17 turnovers. I'm sure, Mus is, I'm sure there's going to be a hard week of practice this week seeing how there's only one game this week. But I do think that this was what Nevada needed. The fans were crazy. The f- it was loud um, the entire game. And I think that this is just what Nevada needed. Although they got their revenge, there's, Muss is still, this is something Muss has been uh, alluding to pretty much all on Saturday. There's still five weeks of basketball left. There's still a lot of tough teams Nevada still has to play. Uh, there's still tough venues Nevada has to go to. So Although it's got its revenge, it can't look back. It now has to look forward to the next game. you got to take it one game at a time. And I'm sure that this New Mexico game uh, was on the minds of a lot of the players leading up to this, even, like, dating back to, like, even the Air Force game when they struggled. They, like, I bet the players all wanted to crack at New Mexico again. Right. Oh, yeah, I I, I completely agree. And um, I think Moss said it best in his postgame is, they have a lot of things to work on, and I think this game was evident of that. I think we played really well, but yet, like you said, we turned the ball over 17 times. Um, the Twins and Jordan Caroline attributed for 11 turnovers for them. Three. I mean, that never happens, ever. Yep. Right? So it's it's definitely something to um, take notice of, but I think it was just kind of the game of how it was playing. 
a lot of times, you know, the team you're playing is playing sloppy, so you kind of play to that level. Um, like I said, New Mexico had 20 turnovers, so it was kind of like they were playing to that level, but um, they need to take the ball. They need to take care of the ball better, and you best believe Moss is going to get on them about that. And uh, practice would be interesting to watch this week. And you look at the scoring. You look at the breakdown. It was efficient all around. Jordan Caroline, 13. Trey Sean, 10. Uh, Trey and Caleb, t- uh, 20 each. Uh, Cody, 13. Jazz Johnson, 13. So there was enough scoring from its shooters or from its players, from its main key players that no one player needed to carry the load like JC did in Colorado State. Unlike the Colorado State game, Jordan Caroline kind of struggled. 4 of 15 from the field, 0 of 3 from the uh, 3, and 5 of 8 from. Uh, the line, you'd like to see those numbers get up. But Caleb, Caleb actually had a really good shooting night. He had 7 of 13 from the field, 4 of 8 from the 3. Only managed to get to the line tw- uh, three times. That's something I think we know Moss probably wants Caleb to, to get more because you, as you get those paint touches, you get to the free throw line. So Nevada Nevada did only get to the line 24 times, which was a little bit low. Right, and I think we saw the, the efficiency from Caleb Martin, but not really the – the incredible scoring outbursts or like the amount of shots that we really need or we've seen him take in the past just because of how Trey Porter was being dominant down low. But it's definitely a good sign when, um, you know, six of your players are in, are scoring double digits. Everyone's touching the ball. Everyone's having a great time and everyone's putting the ball in the basket. I mean, there's not really much more you can ask about your offense than six people scoring double digits and everyone touching the ball and uh, being efficient with it. You're right, and now Nevada, we've set records all year with attendance. Listen to what Coach Moss had to say following the New Mexico game on the, the culture outside of the team with this Nevada hoops. The crowd was incredible here. I mean, it's like what this community is doing right now with this team is it's insane. I've never been a part of anything like it. Everywhere we go, uh, people are into Wolfpack basketball. It's the, it's the coolest thing that I've ever been a part of, um, you know, from a – from a coaching standpoint, and I know our players feel the same way. I mean, I pulled up tonight, and the the student line was like a UNLV game an hour and a half before the game, and the line started two two and a half hours before uh, tip off. So, um, crowd had played a big impact on how we played tonight. And so it is it is interesting to see um, how the student section gets there three hours. I, I know people who got there three hours early. This is a game against a very bad New Mexico team who's three games under 500, imagine what it's like. It's going to be like when San Diego State comes to town, uh, Southern Nevada comes to town, and I can't. I bet there's going to be people, that, people there like five hours early, especially especially the Nevada Southern game because it's a, it's a Wednesday night, and so I, and that's going to be a very loud arena. If we think uh, if we think the game, the call against Caleb in the Boise game was it the Boise game? I believe so. Yeah, the Boise game was loud. I think it'll be really loud from the start of the tip to the final buzzer against Nevada Southern. Um, and I think it's just interesting to see how how passionate all the fans are. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely the culture that Nevada is now a part of. I think it's um, basketball culture is everything now that we're so, you know, so competitive at the top of the, top of the country. And, um, you know, not only were people waiting three hours outside against New Mexico State – but it was snowing here in Reno, and it was cold, and people are waiting outside. And, you know, people just want to see Wolfpack play. And I think um, that's one thing that the team has always spe- uh, spoken about is 
that the fans here love their uh, Wolfpack and that they that the players love how loud the fans are and they feed off it. So um, that's why, you know, every home game we need as many people as we can coming out. Um, buy, buy every ticket you can because, you know, how loud Lawler gets, it, it really helps the players play better. Yeah, and that's something Musso has alluded to all yeah. year. This was, I think, the 15th highest attendance. Uh, let's see if we can get that um, number one spot, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 maybe against UNLV, I'm thinking. But Nevada has one game this week. It's uh, got the midweek bye, and Mus Mus is going to push his players this week. Listen to what he said is on uh, going to be the practice effort this week. Monday when we get back on the practice floor, like we're going to have a really intense practice. Like we're not going soft. We're not go- we're, we're getting after it Monday because we don't have a game Wednesday or Tuesday. So we are going to have physical practices this week. Um, and we're going to be very demanding um, on what our expectations are going into Laramie. And we're going to prep like it's the seventh game of the world championship and the last game of our lives uh, as we prepare to go into Laramie. So Nevada has one game this week. It is against Wyoming, one of the worst teams in the conference. Uh, they are second to last in, in the Mountain West. Uh, they have a record of... I believe they only have one win in conference. If I'm not mistaken, two wins in conference. They, have, they probably have. Two. They're two and eight in conference. They're two and eight in conference. Not very good. Only um, the only team they're better than is, you can guess it, San Jose. Right, and they squeaked out a win against Colorado State uh, the last time they played. Which too. is which is interesting because this is a Colorado State team that comp- that battled mm-hmm. with uh, Nevada last week. Right. Yeah, it is interesting to look at, but definitely one of the lower tier teams. I mean, they only they even only beat San Jose State. Uh, they beat by San Jose State by thirteen, but it, even then, it's not that impressive. Um, Wyoming is an okay team. Um, they they have their top scores scoring 20, 20 points per game. I think Nevada is going to be able to go in there and uh, wipe the floor. I think it's going to be a great game, and I think uh, the Martin Twins are going to have a have a big game. This is a team that's been blown out multiple times, yep. even in conference. They have multiple 30-point losses. Uh, you look at New Mexico, they blew them out by 30. San Diego State blew them out by 30. And so their one, their one win in com- – or their two wins in conference, yeah, as we mentioned, they beat uh, San Jose State by 13. And then, as you alluded to, the Colorado State game. Yeah. But this is a team that's 6-17 and 17 on the year. They're not very good. No, whatever his name is, Hayden, the tall white dude, uh, wannabe, the American version of wannabe, Christoph Porzingis. Uh, you do have to worry about Justin James. Justin James, I know, killed Nevada last time uh, the pack played uh, the the Cowboys. Uh, Justin James is averaging 20 points a game, eight boards, and four and a half uh, assists. But just, I think Justin James is a player I think Nevada now has to focus on. This is something that we necessarily didn't focus on him last year, and he, this ultimately led to Nevada losing at at Wyoming. Right, and I was just about to say this. It's even though this team is arguably one of the worst teams in the Mountain West. I mean, there's no there's no game we can just kind of just say, okay, well, we're focused on the next one even before this one. We got to focus on every single game when we play them because no matter what the team has done before, they're gonna play our team with the best and the most effort that they that they have. Um, so I I agree, and I think 
Justin James is, is a great person to key on. Um, their leading scorer, leading you know, leading passer, best assist, uh, their best assist uh, passer. So I think I think Justin James is someone we can key on. But I think Cody Cody Martin will be able to lock him down easy. I mean, reigning Mountain uh, Defensive Player of the Year for the Mountain West will be able to lock him down easy. Yeah, in his last game, uh, Justin James averaged thirty six points, or he scored thirty six points, six boards, and seven assists against against uh, Colorado oh, State. Yeah. So he's definitely a player to watch. He will be their pri- primary scorer in Nevada. Does a good job of stopping the primary score. It's just the secondary scores for other teams that have big nights. Right, and I think you know going back to like say a South Dakota State where we shot shut down Mike Dom for five points. Um, that's that, that's something that's a perfect example of taking their very best scorer and locking them down. But unlike South Dakota State and other unlike other you know quality teams around the country. Wyoming doesn't really have much of a second, third option to go to, especially playing against someone who, like us, you know, might not, um, you know, their second guy might be guarded by a Caleb Martin, who arguably has gotten incredibly better on defense, who's going to be able to shot, shut him down as well. So I think, you know, we match up very well against this team, and defensively we should be able to shut down um, all their scores. Yeah, this is a team that Justin James is their main option. Right. He leads the team in points, rebounds, and, and assists. Assist. Yeah. And outside outside of Justin James, you got um, a couple of players who average above ten, but nothing really to note. You got Hunter uh, Maldonado who averages thirteen, Jake Hendricks eleven, Hunter Thompson ten. So I do think Nevada, if Nevada makes players shoot, if Nevada makes uh, the key players shoot, they're gonna have a very tough time. As I meant, if you make Justin James shoot. He is a 29.7% shooter from deep this year. You just got to make him shoot. You can't let him drive, and that's something that's killed Nevada in the past when they've played Wyoming. Uh, Nevada really can't afford any more losses on the year. Oh, yeah, no, we, we can't afford any more losses, and I don't think one's going to come when we play Wyoming, but down, uh, not letting him drive is uh, is something to watch out for, and um, that's something that we've been really well or uh, doing really well on is stopping that drive, that uh, dribble penetration. And I think it's because of uh, Trey Porter. I think his presence down low really stops people from driving and thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have to alter my shot now because, you know, my shot's going to get swatted if I go for a regular layup. So I think that's going to really help us down low, and it's interesting to see what kind of lineup we're going to go to, too, if we want to play those uh, Twin Towers down low or if we want to go kind of small ball. So um, I'm interested to see what kind of lineup we're going to roll out with. Yeah, and it's interesting to see looking back at last year's team, especially in the tournament, Nevada was running like a five-out set where it literally had all the shooters out behind the three-point line. You saw very little paint touches from Caleb. But now having Trey Porter, Trey Sean in there that can give you those post points, those mid-range buckets, uh, it's really different to see. And without the loss of a primary three-point shooter in uh, Kendall, who started literally every game and set the Mountain West, Mountain West record for most threes made in a season. Uh, it's it's definitely different to see what, like, watch because, like, it's so drastically different. But there's only, like, a couple, half the, uh, three-fifths of the starters from last year's team are here. Right, yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, it's a different culture that must have set up. Um, and I totally agree. You know, the Martin Twins and JC coming back, it's a totally different brand of basketball that they're playing. 
Um, last year, they were just kind of giving Reigns kind of just go, you know, just run, play some transition offense and go for it and shoot, find uh, find Kendall, you know, drive to the paint if you need to. But now it's kind of just they're trying to find that kind of basketball where it's kind of in between the both, I feel like. They're trying to find a mix of slowing the ball down, um, run a play or two, and um, try to get Trey Porter the ball down low. And it's kind of a mix between that and transition offense, running gun, let Caleb and Cody do their thing. So it's interesting to see the kind of offense that we're trying to settle into. And I think this is kind of an identity that's going to shape us all the way into March is what exactly what, what offense are we exactly going to run? Nevada Nevada is a very good defensive team. We yep. mentioned it in their last nine games. They've only allowed 80-plus points just once, and that was to Colorado State. But this is a team that will score a lot of points, uh, shoot the ball to, to efficiency somewhat. Uh, in their five games since the Air Force uh, debacle in the first half, Nevada has scored, is averaging 93.8 points per game. Incredible. And the margin of victory is 24.4 uh, points per game. So it just shows that Nevada is playing stout defense, is scoring the ball a lot, and it's just great to see. You like to see the not, the closest loss was 16 points, and that was to Colorado State. Right. Yeah, it's great to see as a as a Pack fan, you know, your team just blowing out the competition and um, seeing them perform every night. And I think the offensive efficiency was definitely going into um, you know up until that Air Force game. Kind of just everyone's shaking their head saying, we because we were not shooting the ball well at all and our field goal percentage was low, we couldn't score. Um, but I think as a team, you know, we've all seen that they've really taken that to heart and they've improved on that. And our offense now within the past like five games has gotten immensely better. And uh, I'm excited to see that if it keeps going on to the postseason, you know, how how actually how good this team actually can be um both offensive and defensively speaking of postseason march is just a few weeks away despite having five weeks of basketball left we're very excited about the march madness and nevada cbs did a thing where they unveiled the top 16 teams in the nation for seeding nevada was ranked 14 uh four seed which confused me right being the sixth team in the nation but i get it Nevada has zero quad one wins. It's there's nothing we could do about it. We when coming into the season, we scheduled one of the hardest non conference for mid majors. It just doesn't help us that the Pac twelve teams, the three Pac twelve teams we scheduled, suck. Yeah, BYU is supposed to be a good team, not great. Right. There's nothing we can do. Looking at the bracket, looking at bracketology experts, uh, and according to ESPN, which is kind of bit outdated according to last weekend we'd be a fourth seed in the west region taking on new mexico state but according to a most recent one uh by cbs sports uh, they had nevada as a fourth seed in the west facing old dominion yeah i think that i think that's a good that's a fair matchup i still think by the end of the season we should be a two or third seed um i don't i personally don't agree with the pack being a fourth seed um just because of you know how dominant our team has been and the experience and you know everything we've talked about on the show um i think we should be a two or three seed but it would be fun facing old dominion uh trey porter would uh could go up against his old team maybe uh, have a dominant night again so yeah it's interesting to see where our national kind of rankings are getting covered because even though we are seventh in the country you know we are currently a four seed ranked like 14th best and we have zero quad one wins. Right. Yeah, it's it's just interesting to see. Um, our schedule's not helping us, but I think just how dominant we are and 
the way we play, I think, I think kind of makes up for that. Like, look, it, it's tough. Like, it doesn't help that Nevada, like, when they show, like, the brackets, like, they say, how many good wins you got? Nevada's got zero. Yeah. But it's got one horrible loss. And I think I think this would look, this narrative would be different if Nevada didn't get blown out by New Mexico. If Nevada would have lost by, like, ten un, or under 10 points, it would have been a different story. I think Nevada, it, would, this wouldn't be a bad loss because New Mexico is such a tough place to play. Right. Yeah, I agree. But looking ahead, Nevada has some very tough games. They got Wyoming, tough place to play in the altitude. Then they go to Vejas Arena to face the Aztecs. Then you got games against uh, Fresno, Utah State, and Nevada Southern. And then they got a final matchup. is a home game against San Diego State. Looking at it, how is said that Nevada w- wins out? I don't. I would like to think that because I think if they went out, they're a two seed. But. It's a tough. There's some tough event, uh, venues they got to go. They got to go to San Diego. They got to go to Utah State. Uh, but then you also have two matchups against San Diego plus the tournament. Right, and I think the games that are worrying me the most is the game at San Diego State. Everyone knows it is not fun to play at San Diego State. They're a loud arena, and their mm-hmm. fans love their basketball, so uh-huh. they come out loud, especially against the seventh team in the nation. And then also um, that Utah State game at Utah State. Um, Utah State's not bad. They're second in the Mountain West right now. They're not a bad team. We've always kind of had their number, but you know it could be it could be a really close game. So those two in the regular season are um, are kind of worrying me. And then you never know about the Mountain West uh, tournament. You know mm-hmm. some teams can show up, and then we could have a bad game. So definitely those two in the regular season, Mountain West. Hopefully we can win out, man. If if we went out, I'm, I'm thinking second third seed more around second seed it's just it's going to be hard because there are some games where um we can't we can't slip up and we have to play our best basketball no and it all depends like and it all depends on how nevada plays in those games right like nevada can't have a game where it slips up we don't have any more games like we don't have like easy games like against uh san jose state where it's like uh, it's gonna be a 40 point win right yeah i i i completely agree we can't we can't come into uh we can't go to San Diego State, play San Diego State and get, um, and get destroyed like what happened in New Mexico. Right, exactly. But looking looking at CBS Sports's uh bracket, Nevada has three teams they've played in the tournament. Arizona State as an 11, Los Chicago as a 15, and South Dakota State as a 15. So Nevada's schedule is not helping them out. Yeah, I agree. And I, the Mountain West is not good this year. Mm, They're no. Like the the conference is it's good at the top. But then the bottom is just is so bad. Like yeah, I agree. And it and that Utah State, they're in the second place in the Mountain West. And it's almost like uh, Utah State's not the best, you know, not not the best team out there. So definitely, I agree. The Mountain West is not as strong as it once was, especially this year. It's looking in shambles. But um, there are a couple games where if we don't play our best basketball, things could get worrisome. Yeah, Nevada. Looking at the conference, there's three teams that have uh, above seven wins. Obviously, Nevada's ten and one in conference play. Utah State eight and three. Uh, Fresno State eight and three. Right. So it'll be interesting to see that Nevada each has a game against them. We still got two games against San Diego State, who they're only three and a half games back, so they can make up ground. But I do think, um, but like you just just look at the bottom. You have uh, five teams who are under five hundred. One of them has zero wins in conference. Yeah, just just overall not good. 
And the two games that we play um, versus San Diego State, I think those are huge games because, like you said, they're they're not that far back on us, and they're not a bad team either. And we we have yet to see them, so I think that's those are two those are two really big games for the Wolfpack. If I remember correctly, Vejas Arena is the one arena Moss has yet to win in. So this would be a huge. I so. It would be a huge win for Moss and this team yep. because um, it's a quality win. It's oh, a yeah. tough place to play. Um, and road games are just are always tough to t- tough places to play in. Right, and I, I mean you all, and ultimately, and this is the most important thing. But it comes down to, you know, who are the powerhouse in the Mountain West that people always think about, and who are those, and then who are the teams that you usually want to beat every year? It's usually those powerhouses in the Mountain West, and San Diego State is one of those teams. You want to beat those teams every single year, um, and it's cold for this year too. You want to beat, you want to go into San Diego State and beat them, and it's, it's going to be a huge game. All right, with that being said, Nevada, uh, we're wrapping up this segment. Nevada's game is Saturday afternoon, I think, ESPNU, uh, Nevada-Wyoming. Make sure to follow, and um, we're going to take a quick break and then jump back into some new sports that are starting. Jumping back into sports that have started this past weekend, Nevada softball. Uh, first couple, first weekend was a bit rainy. Uh, Nevada Nevada had three games that were rained or canceled uh, in the UC Davis slash Sacramento State tournament. Nevada started their season off with a six to four win over Santa Clara. That uh, game was close, but Nevada did manage to score two in the top of the sixth uh, to give them the lead. Uh, then in their their other second game, they got mercyed by Sacramento State nine nothing. That game lasted five innings, but only one of the one of their games um, upcoming will be postponed. The game against Sacramento State, so it's kind of sad to see that their weather uh, really affected five games, and it right. kind of it's kind of still still kind of hard to tell how this team's gonna be, like who the who the star players is gonna be in the game against in the game against uh, Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Kendall Fritz pitched, started her first career game and still in, didn't manage to get the win, but she pitched four and a third innings. I think it's, it's got a confidence in the team so that your first game of the season, you go to a freshman, which is really interesting. Yeah, that, that's a huge, uh, that's a huge trust uh, factor right there is being a fresh freshman in the first game of the season, uh, getting the nod. So yeah, f- pitched uh, four innings, um, let up six hits and he uh, earned four earned runs. So not the best, but definitely, I mean, a great, a good start for um, that freshman to get that nod for the uh, first game. And then, you know, we see um, Callister coming up with two hits and then Mello coming up with a hit. So overall, I mean, not, uh, not a horrible game. Um, I mean, we did beat him six, four, but um, definitely, definitely an interesting thing to watch. This is a team that I th- we know was led by freshman pitching last year. Julia Jensen, uh, carried the bulk of the team last year. This is a team that went 27 and 27 last year. And I think the pitching is going to be good this, um, good this year because, like, you got 
you look at what depth they have. Um, you look at what pitching they had last year, and then adding you have a freshman who starts game one. So I think this team is going to look to build on an okay year, twenty-seven and twenty-seven. Not not the best, but I think they can definitely improve, get to above five hundred. But you don't want to see games like where they get mercyed by Sacramento State nine nothing. Right, that's not that's not a uh, too good of a indication, but. Yeah, it's not not the best score, but I think, like you said, I, there's a lot of young talent on this team, and there was a lot of ta- young talent on it last year, and they went 27-27. So, um, I think we, I think the the future is only up for this team, especially with all the young guns they have. Um, and I'm interested to see how, you know, they've only played two games so far, but I'm interested to see how the season goes and uh, if they can keep, you know, getting these W's or if it kind of flattens out for them. Yeah, and the game against Sacramento State, they only managed to get two hits. Yeah. You're not going to win games when you get two hits. They committed three errors. So it's not great to see a team commit more errors than they got hits. But I do think that Nevada will respond. They got they got another tournament this weekend. They have the Houston Classic where they got five games. Hopefully none of them get rained out. Hopefully. They got Nichols State and University of Houston on, on Friday. They got University of Louisiana Monroe and Nichols State on Saturday, and then Sunday they got the University of Maryland. So a couple tough teams in there, Houston mixed with Maryland. You got some really tough teams, and it'll be good to see. If Nevada can get three wins out of this, it'll be, it'll be I think, a successful weekend. Right, and I think, I mean, five games in one weekend is a tough task. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. You know, if they can get three wins, um, you know, or just a, some quality games to where they can get this um, young core to kind of start playing and get some hits – um, I think it will be a win, and I think it will be a successful uh, weekend. Jumping into another sport that starts uh, fairly soon, baseball. Baseball is coming off a very good year last year. To the very good regular season last year. They went 29-24. They went 20-9 in conference. Yep. So started out rough, but managed to uh, managed to finish well. They won the Mountain West, struggled in the tournament, uh, got bounced very early. If they lost, yeah, no, they lost both their games. They got destroyed in both their games. They got killed by UNLV, and then they got killed by Fresno. So I think this is a team that's determined. They're focused. You know what they got their goal last year. They got one of their goals last year, and now they're just trying to build. You lost a lot of key players, but then key player to watch is Owen Schertz. He's got a very funny name, but he was one of the – he was a draft pick, uh, went in the MLB draft, didn't went later than he thought decides to come to Nevada, and I think he could have a very good career. Nevada did lose a couple key hitters, lost uh, Mark Novacheski. He was their ace. But I think they got enough uh, starters to really have a good year. Some issues is, will be in the bullpen you lost. So it'll be interesting to see. Nevada, This their first test is in the Texas State Tournament where they have uh, a game each day of the weekend. They face Missouri State on Friday, Texas State uh, Saturday, and Utah Sunday. But then they also have some very tough matchups. Long Beach State, it's a team that's good. Yep. Washington State, Pac-12. Yep. Uh, they, they, and then they don't have their first home game until March 15th, which I found out the reason they don't do that is because snow. Makes sense? Yeah. yeah. But then they also face the defending national championship champions in Oregon State. They come to Reno. And this is a team that competed with Oregon State, took them to extra innings, in both games last year, but some costly errors co- uh, ruined ruin those chances of winning. So I think it will be very interesting to see when Oregon State comes to town in mid in at the end of April. 
Um, but then they also they got some they got some tough games. Like, uh, but then again, I don't know how the Mountain West is going to be this year. Nevada did. Nevada obviously twenty and nine, so you you have a very good winning percentage. Um, but ultimately, I mean, what an opportunity though to play the the defending champs, right? Um, or, you know, Oregon State uh, comes to Reno for two games Monday and Tuesday, April twenty second, April twenty third. Um, you know, what an opportunity to you know get one of those two win, uh, games a win, or at least just you know hang with these guys and um, prove that you can play shows not only the Mountain West. But, you know, kind of on a national level that if we can play baseball to where um, where we think we can, this will be a, this will be a good uh, good team. You know, building on a already great um, season last year, winning that uh, regular season. Now, uh, hopefully this year, maybe we can win the regular season and the, uh, the tournament. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, getting that good competition is huge, too. You know, those uh, Pac-12 teams. So I think our baseball, you know, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how this year goes for them. This is a team, this is a program that's had three out of the last four years been successful. 2015, 41-15, failed to, failed to uh, win the Mountain West Tournament. 2016, 37-24, failed to win the Mountain West Tournament. 2017, down year, TJ Bruce, I think it was TJ Bruce's second year. Uh, 2018, as we mentioned, twenty nine and twenty four, but twenty and nine in conference failed to win. So I think this team just needs to get over the hump. Like they, you obviously have really three seasons in which they won the Mountain West, but have failed to win the tournament. And just because you do really well in college baseball, they're not they're not an over powerhouse, so they're not going to get into the NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that's one of. The- that's what the goal should be, I feel like, is to kind of get over that hump that has been kind of holding them back um, the past couple of years. And that's been kind of a trend we've seen for the past couple of years, you know, since we started here um, a couple of years ago. You know, they've they've been good and they've they've had good records, but they haven't been great and they haven't been able to get over that hump. So I think this year, um, you know, this year could be the year, and I, I'm I'm really looking forward to see how the season goes. Yeah, we got I got uh, personally I got faith in this team. I got yep. I think the coaching the coaching staff can do a really good job. I agree. Make sure to come out and support the team this year. They they look really good. I've seen them practice a few times. Uh, yeah, but the team could use all the support. Um, yeah, they they do very well at home. Last year they had 18. They went 18 and four at home. So they defend Pacoli Park fairly well. Uh, if you go bring a jacket, Pacoli Park's fairly chilly. Yeah, and, and they love playing at Pacoli Park. And not only do they, they love playing it, you know, it's a fun environment. Um, I've been a couple times, and you know, it's, a, it's a fun place to, you know, go and watch a baseball game. And I think, you know, anyone who remotely likes baseball should come out and check out this team because I think they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, as we mentioned, uh, Nevada's first game isn't until mid-March. Uh, and they're, yeah, they got, I think, what, 16 games on the road? Uh, yep. it's a re- their first game will be against New Mexico uh, March 15th. Make sure to book that on your calendar. Wait. Uh, basketball should be around the first time of the tournament. Right. First round of the tournament. So hopefully games don't conflict. Uh, but definitely uh, support support the team. Follow them on social media. Keep yep. up. Watch their games. Uh, I think this will be a very fun season for them. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and uh, definitely I I can't agree more. You know, follow this team and uh, give them the love. Uh, we'll be talking about them more and more on the show. So uh, I'm excited to see what they can start doing. Couple final thoughts before we wrap up today's show. Women's basketball went one and one on the week. 
Uh, not great. Not not bad. They lost. They uh, they beat Colorado State 68-57. This was a game that in which the last time they played, uh, the Rams, uh, Nevada won 62-38. to Yeah. So I think uh... – yeah, I think this is gonna be a great game, and um, we should uh, we should see another beatdown. Um, and then their their second their second game of the week, we lost to New Mexico seventy four to eighty five. Yeah, eighty five seventy four. Uh, got one game this week, like the men's. Uh, it is the game against Wyoming Saturday two o'clock. Doesn't conflict with the men's game, I believe. It's here. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, like oh yes, TV. yes, yeah. Uh, the game, the men's game's at seven. Yep. So you can watch both bass yep. games of basketball. Uh, they're they're fun games to go to. Yeah, I agree. Make sure to come out and support. We need all the support for all Wolfpack teams. Tickets are fairly cheap, and they're not. There's not. There's not as many. Or there's more tickets left than the men's games. Yes. That- that's true, and this is a fun game to watch. Uh, Amanda Levins is doing something great with this team, and uh, the future is really bright, so get out and support. There's not that many home games left. After Wyoming, you got, you only got three home games left. You got San Diego State, uh, Utah State, and then Air Force. So come out support the team before they head to Vegas to, face, to play in the Mountain West Tournament. Uh, but with that being said, we are wrapping up today's show. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, not for me. Go Pack. Yep. Uh, With that being said, we will see you guys next week.